0: of the podcast my name is thomas j soffett
1: and i'm your co-host vicky
0: Sotvet, which makes this scaredy cats the vroom vroom scree ah, i just got killed by a 1958 plymouth fury edition is he
1: yelling after he dies yeah i have certain questions about the nature of death and ghosts in this car universe
0: there is no death in the cars universe
1: no not the cars you live forever well, hang on.
0: <laughs> That's right, folks. Uh, today we are looking at the most famous killer car, probably of all time, Christine. So, Vicky, do you have a dream
1: car? No, not really. I would, I would never be opposed to owning like a nineteen sixty-five to nineteen seventy Mustang of mm-hmm. any variety, mm-hmm. which is probably the closest I have to it, like a, a dream car. But no, I mostly don't sit there and lust after my Porsche 2750 or whatever random ass thing they've called it.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No, what about good. you? No, i also not really a car guy. Uh, got in my head, I guess, Chevy Monte Cristo cars a little bit.
1: <laughs> I got a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit.
0: Uh, I do have a favorite motorcycle, though. Yes, you do. Yes. Vincent black lightning 1952 very good yes but this is not about motorcycles
1: no it's about this is cars. about
0: cars so vicky what do you know about cars specifically christine the movie uh, about the car
1: i know it's a red sports car that kills people i know it's a stephen king story i don't know for certain but i suspect given the nature of it being a stephen king story about a car was probably written when he was still really into cocaine <laughs> Because that does not seem like a sober plot line, But I could be wrong, because I don't know that. Futurama has a killer car that is perhaps loosely based on this car. It's
0: the werewolf car. The were-car.
1: Oh! Woo. <laughs> and that's really it. That's... I don't know how much more I can know about a movie where the plot yeah. is that a car yeah. kills people somehow.
0: Okay. That's not bad. Uh, so Christine was directed by the man himself john carpenter
1: this is a john carpenter this is a movie. john
0: carpenter movie so buckle on up wild uh screenplay written by ben phillips of course it is based on a stephen king novel as you mentioned it stars keith gordon as arnie cunningham john stockwell as dennis gilder alexandria paul as lee cabot and roberts blossom as george LeBay. And Robert's
1: Blossom. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a porn name or a real name? No,
0: that's his name.
1: Like Robert with an S. Yes. Blossom. Yes. Wild.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I won't tell you,
1: man. It sounds either like a pirate ship or a porn star.
0: Robert's Blossom. Or a good band name.
1: It's because of the S. If it was just like Robert Blossom, it'd be like okay. Because it's got the S and it's a Roberts.
0: Maybe it's just maybe it is misspelled everywhere on the internet.
1: No, it probably just was, like, a weird 1960s hippie name or something.
0: There's, like, the Dread Pirate Roberts.
1: See, it's funny. It's either a pirate ship
0: or... But the Dread Pirate Roberts was a pirate. Well, fictional pirate.
1: Right, but they didn't call it... He was the Dread Pirate Roberts, but I'm saying Robert's Blossom sounds like a ship that perhaps the Dread Pirate Roberts would sail.
0: Suppose it's different as a last name, eh?
1: Anyways, back to
0: cars. Back to cars. So, <laughs> Christine had a budget of $10 million. And returned $21 million. All right. 11 mil back. Uh, some fast facts about this movie are that it was based, in fact, on a Stephen King book. We talked about that already a couple times. The Stephen King book only came out earlier that year, though, in 1983. So they got right on that movie making wow. immediately. Uh, Ben Phillips, who wrote the screenplay, said in an interview that the violence in the movie was not enough for an R rating. So they were going to be slapped with a PG rating. But they were worried that nobody would come to see a movie that is rated PG about a killer car. So they inserted a bunch of F-bombs and random other swears all over the script to get the R rating. But then they were chastised for having such a filthy-languaged film.
1: What is really wild about that is we have often encountered horror movies that attempt to not be an R rating... I don't think we've ever encountered one before that is upset they won't have an R rating.
0: I did kind of find a, I did kind of, oh my goodness, I did find it kind of uh, interesting, yeah, uh, because you're right, like, even movies that came out before this, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, were like, no, we no, we don't want that R rating, but then they got hit with the R rating, and I don't know uh the movie was shot in the exact same neighborhood uh the same burbank neighborhood that john carpenter used for halloween just in uh 1978 few years prior same neighborhood uh 15 of the film's budget was spent on cars only two survived
1: like the rest got
0: destroyed smashed yep
1: Are they all, like, just the variations of the red sports car? A lot of
0: them was the uh, 1958 Plymouth Fury, which is the car in the movie. Yeah, (laughs) I imagine a ton of that is because it gets smashed all, all over the place. So anyways, that's all I've got for Christine for part one. Did you have anything else? I do not. Okay, perfect. So join us in a bit when we will break this movie down for your ears after we go watch it in part two. So stay frosty out there. Hello, we're back with part two of Christine, the Killer Car.
1: Honk, honk. Beep, beep. That's (laughs) not a threatening noise.
0: (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny, though, if Christine's horn was like that?
1: (laughs) It would, I think, perhaps affect the tone the movie is going for.
0: I think it would be nothing but an improvement. So, now is part of the episode where we are going to break down the plot synopsis of Christine for you. So, if you don't want it spoiled for your ears and your brains, then you should go watch it with your eyeballs.
1: It's also from 1983, so we don't even feel bad about the spoilers.
0: No, don't feel bad at, at all.
1: Not even in, a little bit. In
0: fact, we're not even going to waste any more time talking about it. So, Vicky, you want to take us away?
1: Yeah, so we open with the sound of a car revving and our title card, John Carpenter's Christine.
0: Vroom, vroom. It's
1: kind of fun having a title card at the beginning because I think Color Out of Space, uh, which was the last one before our Halloween special, it was like the very last thing was the title card. So. Yeah,
0: the title cards have moved around and now there are no rules. You can do your title card an hour into the movie.
1: Sometimes <laughs> they don't even have title cards.
0: I know, title cards are good. Uh, After this one, after this particular title card, we go to a assembly line in Detroit in 1957,
1: while "Bad to the Bone" plays.
0: Yes, and they are making a bunch of uh, 9958 Plymouth Furies. I don't know what
1: cars. 1958,
0: (laughs) 1958 Plymouth Furies,
1: and they're all white. Except for one, which is bright, bright red.
0: And that's our gal, uh, and it's the gal of another guy as well, who is opening up the red car's hood to check what's going on underneath that hood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he bends down to look at the grill and the hood slams down on his hand. So I guess the car isn't demonically possessed, it's just an evil car bad from, to the bone. from the moment it was Ba-na-na-na-na. made. Uh, A different guy then gets in and turns the radio on and then proceeds to flick his cigar ash all over the seat cover. Yes. And no one is like, hey, Frank, stop slacking off getting in this car that's being assembled. Stop
0: smoking in this car. Uh, The radio turns on, though, and starts playing some Buddy Holly, and uh, he's like, okay, I'm into this. I guess I'll just sit there.
1: No, he does turn the radio on. Oh, he does? The the radio is never turned on by human hands again in the film, but the first time.
0: Uh, Okay, so he he turns the radio on, listening to buddy Holly, Uh, but then we move forward in time, an indeterminate amount of time, to quitting time.
1: Shift change. Shift
0: change.
1: And the foreman, after the workers leave, hears the radio from the car and is like, better go check that out.
0: While he munches on a candy bar.
1: I thought he was smoking a cigarette. Nope.
0: He's eating a uh, I don't know.
1: Bad product placement, uh, whatever it is.
0: Uh, milk mounds. <laughs> whatever he's eating.
1: Uh, he opens the door and Cigar Guy falls out super dead.
0: He's dead, and then, it,
1: and then it goes to 1978 in California.
0: California! And uh, our main man, Dennis, shows up to his friend Arnie's house in his car, uh, honking on the horn. And Arnie comes outside and he's clearly a big doof. And
1: kind of a mess. He's he's already late, and he's got big glasses, and the trash bag breaks and gets trash everywhere, and he runs through a puddle and forgets his lunch, so he has to run through the puddle again. It's a whole time. But then he gets in the car, and as they're driving to school, he's like, let me tell you about the wild scrabble times I had family board game night. And
0: Dennis is like, tell me more, friend. And Arnie's like, so I had some words, and what was the first word he was going to spell out? I don't remember. I it was only was, five letters long. There was a ra- radio or something like that. And then ratio. Was, ratio. And he was like, but that was only worth five points or whatever. But then I realized that I could spell fellatio and my mom said it didn't count because obscenities don't count in Scrabble.
1: And then I lost. Uh.
0: And then I lost. I personally think that obscenities are fine in Scrabble.
1: It's in the dictionary. Yeah. That, that makes it legal.
0: Anything in the dictionary.
1: Uh, Dennis tells Arnie that you shouldn't swear in Scrabble. Also, but also now that they're seniors, they got to get them laid. Got
0: to get laid.
1: They go through some options, and Arnie is like, "I no, that's fine, thanks.
0: Don't like any of that, not interested. Uh, so they eventually go to school, and they're uh, getting into their lockers. Uh, well, having, Dennis is. <laughs> yeah, Arnie's <laughs> having some trouble with his locker, but Dennis is talking to his other football bros, because he's on the football team, as well as pretty girl Roseanne who he makes big, moony eyes at.
1: I don't know that he makes eyes at her so much as she makes eyes at him, because she just kind of inserts herself in the conversation. She's like, Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Dennis, are you going to be on the football team again this year? Dennis. And meanwhile, Arnie is behind her making, like, silly faces while Dennis tries to, like, keep his calm and be like, uh, yeah, Roseanne. I Uh, yeah. At which point, Roseanne leaves and is like, great, I'll see you on the football field. And... (laughs) Weirdest name of all time in an eighties movie character Bemis.
0: Bemis, our boy
1: <laughs> shows up and tells Dennis there's a new girl, who's uh, looks smart but has the body of a slut. So if that is not a ringing high school boy endorsement,
0: oh yeah, eighties uh, <laughs> rific high school boy lingo. Yes. Super gross. But anyway, meanwhile, uh, Dennis does help Arnie get into his locker.
1: Well, just before that though. Uh Lee, the new girl, starts walking by. Oh, right. And Bemis decides to try and impress her by loudly asking Dennis what he thinks of admitting red China to the <laughs> U.N. And Dennis just very calmly looks at him and is like, we already did that. And he's like, wow. Well, uh, yes, but what do you think of it? Uh, and Lee does not appear to be impressed. No,
0: I think she smiles like...
1: I think she smiles, but I think it's like... <laughs> Lol. Okay, buddy. Oh,
0: you fools. Yeah, Absolutely I don't. Fools. I don't think it's
1: like endearing. I well, it's in. It's endeared, but not because of his brilliance and political though. Of course
0: not. But anyway, after she uh, finishes her catwalk down the hallway, Dennis does help Arnie get into his locker. He's able to open it up pretty easily. And when Arnie's like, "What'd you do?" He's like, "I don't know. I'm lucky, I guess." And then Arnie closes the locker again, and then can't get into it after Dennis leaves.
1: Yes, that one did not particularly work out for poor arnie he's, he's a doof he is and he continues to be a doof because dennis finds out he has been or arnie rather has been surrounded in shop by a group of bullies led by buddy and moochie and two other guys who are named at one singular scene like four fifths of the way through i just the have
0: them down as buddy's goons
1: oh yeah i have them as goon one and goon two ah, so i'm glad we had nice, that going nice uh but they've stolen his lunch
0: yeah buddy is not being a very good buddy and no. he, has, he has stolen Arnie's lunch and randomly pulls a knife on him. switchblade. Classic Stephen King, greaser types with their switchblades. But uh, Dennis does intervene and a little scuffle ensues before the teacher comes to do a really crappy job breaking it up.
1: <laughs> he mostly just yells at everyone. And it's clear Buddy isn't really going to get in trouble until Dennis is like, he has a knife. And the shop teacher's like, turn out your pockets. And he's like no. And then the shopkeeper looks at Arnie and is like, Arnie, does he have a knife? And Arnie like really has to take some sweet time to think about whether it's worth acknowledging. Worth the
0: harassment maybe. But he eventually does say, yes, he does have a knife. And the teacher threatens to call the cops on him if he doesn't turn out his pockets, uh, which Buddy does. And there's the knife. And he's like, go to the office. And Buddy's like, fine, I'll go to the office. But first I'm gonna kill you, Arnie. And like punches the wall next to him. And the teacher's like, this is fine. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Just go to the office.
1: At a certain point... You can threaten
0: that child. That's okay. (laughs) Well,
1: he had a knife. And we find out in the next scene uh, when uh, Dennis is driving Arnie home that Buddy was actually expelled. So, I mean, Mm. realistically, like, what are you going to do? Expel the kid more? He's already dropped the knife. You're
0: double expelled.
1: Uh, Moochie, the other named bully, is on probation. No word on the other two. Halfway through explaining that uh, Buddy has been expelled... Arnie freaks out and makes Dennis turn around yeah. and back up.
0: He wants to see her. He needs to see her, and Dennis is like, "What's what are you on, boy?" But fine, and so he humors him and pulls into a sort of dilapidated lot, where we see a beat up car,
1: the same red the car, same from red the same red car, except
0: very, very old, and, and like uh, growing
1: grass, out growing of the grass girl. out
0: of it and stuff. Yeah, but it has a for sale sign in the window,
1: and Arnie is immediately enamored at an unreasonable level for the pile of junk that this car is. Yeah,
0: he's like, oh, she's a beautiful, she's a beauty. Like, I, I, I need her.
1: And Dennis is like, what is wrong with you?
0: <laughs> what is your damage, man? Uh, old George LeBay, who is the owner of this property, and ergo this car, and is the one selling it, appears, and is like, with his back brace on, and is like, hey fellas, you wanna, you wanna buy this car? Her name is Christine.
1: And here's the keys, you can start her up. Uh, Arnie starts her up and immediately agrees to buy it for $250. And George is like, great, I'm going to go buy a condo.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, He's like, I'm going to sell the car, I'm going to sell this house, then I'm going to go buy a condo. And I was like, ah, the 80s. Yes. Or I guess this is 1979 when this took yes. place. Ah, the late 70s. <laughs> uh, but Dennis, the entire time that this is happening, is trying to convince Arnie not to buy it. He's like, come on, man, it's a piece of junk. Clearly, it's not gonna work. It's already got almost a hundred thousand kilometers on it. Like, just don't, don't bother with it.
1: Yeah, and he too is um starting to talk to George and be like, "Listen, my friend doesn't know what he's. This is his first car. Like, at least give him a discount on the car." And George is like, "Well, no, (laughs) nope." We cut back to Arnie's house, where Arnie is now trying to convince his parents to agree to let him register. This car that he has just impulse purchased for 250 American dollars. And they are
0: not on board. Don't want that. Uh, His mom tells him, in fact, not only can he not register the car, but he also can't park it here. And so he's got to get this car out of here. Because she doesn't want that ugly piece of junk in her her driveway messing up her reputation with the PTA.
1: Do you mean the Housing Association? The PTA is the Parent Teacher Association.
0: I can't keep up with all these useless bureaucracies that exist. It's fair.
1: Anyways. <laughs> uh, um, regardless of the state of the PTA or any other organization, therefore, uh, Arnie doesn't seem to have a super great relationship with his parents. They seem a little controlling. Mm-hmm. And he storms off and drives Christine, who really does not seem to drive functionally at all
0: Uh, with Dennis Dennis is still with him Dennis well
1: Dennis follows him in his own car right
0: but like when when Arnie is arguing with his parents Dennis is just awkwardly like in the kitchen drinking some milk yeah I'm not a part of this and they're like
1: (laughs) Dennis why didn't you stop
0: him from buying the car and he's like I did
1: I did my best and they're like
0: obviously you didn't try hard enough (laughs) yes so or Dennis
1: uh, Arnie and Dennis arrive at Darnell's junkyard and Darnell's do-it-yourself garage it's one in the same Dennis has to honk his own horn because Arnie can't honk Christine's horn. Christine's
0: horn doesn't work. But, uh... So Dennis does, and the door opens, and Arnie drives Christine into the garage where Darnell, the owner, greets them, uh, telling him to bring it down, park down there, and what the hell are you kids doing here? What's your problem?
1: And also, if you turn that car on without an exhaust hose, again, we're all gonna die, so don't do that.
0: So don't do that.
1: Uh... You get the impression Darnell is kind of a dick, but not a bad person. Well, like, he's he's real aggressive and stuff, but I think he's just off on a power trip, like, working class guy. He says this is a working class establishment for, like, working
0: this class ain't no place guys. for no punk kids. Yes. Blah, blah, blah.
1: So Dennis and Arnie leave the car, and Dennis gives Arnie a lift home. And then we cut to a month later, and Arnie is pulling some parts from the junk cars. And mm. we can see he's done a lot of work on Christine, but she's still... Still Still rough.
0: Still pretty beat up, but he has been scavenging parts to repair her. uh, And he's not wearing his glasses anymore.
1: Uh, The foreman, though, uh, Darnell, and his buddy start talking about how the car is still a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, But when Arnie comes back, Darnell tells him, like, look, I know you don't have a ton
0: of money. And you go with your hands.
1: Yes, so if you help out around the shop and, like, fix some stuff for me... Uh, you won't have to pay for parts, and also I might even pay you. So I
0: might pay you, and they don't really go too much into it. But it's kind of mentioned in passing, and we might end up glazing over it in a few of our scenes. But our, but Arnie eventually starts like making drops for Darnell and deliveries for Darnell, and I get the sense that he's perhaps dealing drugs or at least trafficking it. Oh, I
1: fully got the sense that it was just like actual car parts because, like, at a later point, is. he produces a receipt
0: for car parts. Oh, maybe. So Maybe I'm just thinking, because I think in the story, he's, he's running He's stealing some, drugs? Oh. Yeah, and Arnie helps him out. In it.
1: the movie, I think it is actually just car parts. Okay, well, anyway. Either way.
0: Uh, Arnie is like, well, I'm going to have to think about that. And Darnell's like, you ungrateful little bastard, whatever. And storms off, and Arnie climbs into Christine and listens to the radio. Yes,
1: we then cut to study hall, where Dennis Bemis, and <laughs> third unnamed guy...
0: Letterman boy.
1: They're all Letterman boys. Are discussing whether Dennis should ask Lee out. And Mm -hmm. eventually he gets up his courage and he starts walking and Roseanne is sitting in front of uh, Lee. And clearly she thinks Dennis is coming for her. But he's not. But
0: nope, Dennis has got no time for Roseanne. And so he makes his way to the back of the library, grabs a random book off the shelf, and then moves to sit across from Lee like he's going to read or something. He's or not. something.
1: He's not. <laughs> he is lucky. do you like music? Do you like dancing? Do you want to go out Friday after the game?
0: And to his shock and awe, Lee shoots him down. She's already got a date. Yes. Get out of here, Dennis.
1: And it's none of the football boys, because all the football boys were telling Dennis that they've already tried. So, uh, her date remains unknown, and he returns to his buddies who make fun of him, and then he drives over to Arnie's.
0: But Arnie has no interest in hanging out with him. In fact, Dennis pulls up to find Arnie in the middle of a spat with his parents. He's clearly arguing with them. It seems pretty heated. Uh, and it's revealed that he and Dennis were supposed to go see a movie together, but Arnie's blown him off to run some errands for Darnell.
1: Yes, and after a brief discussion, Arnie's mum and Dennis conclude that something is kind of wrong with Arnie. Like, ever since he bought the car, he's just been acting... Weird. Mm -hmm. He's been getting a little bit more aggressive. He's starting to dress a little different.
0: Dressing like a greaser guy.
1: He's not quite a greaser.
0: No. Yeah, like
1: he's not wearing the leather jacket and the slicked back hair yet, but he has definitely lost the glasses, tighter pants. Getting
0: there, yeah. But uh, Arnie's mom also tells Dennis that they did take Christine to go get registered and discovered at the registry that the last owner died, and specifically he killed himself via carbon monoxide poisoning while in the car.
1: Yes, so Dennis goes to talk to George, and he's like, Hey, why didn't you tell us your brother died in this here car? That's kind of mean of you. And George is like, Lol, you think my brother's the only person to die in this car? (laughs)
0: Let me tell you a story, friend. Not only did my brother die in that car, but so did his daughter and wife.
1: In different incidents... Yes. In different ways. The
0: uh, daughter choked to death in the back seat while his brother was driving around. Uh, he was too distracted, enamored by the car, I guess, to bother saving his daughter. And uh, his wife also committed suicide in the car.
1: Yes, with carbon monoxide poisoning. As well. What yes. are the chances? Yes. So Dennis goes to the junkyard.
0: Uh, oh, and he also mentions that like his brother was a mean man, That only cared about Christine. Oh, yes. Nothing else in his life mattered. He didn't care about his kid. He didn't care about his wife. Nobody else. Just him and his car. That's all. And if anybody got in between him and his car, then we made them pay.
1: Yeah. So Dennis goes to the junkyard and sneaks in. And Christine is looking much better and also has a much lower number on the odometer than it did Christine
0: looks pristine.
1: Not quite. She's not quite pristine. She's pristine in the next scene.
0: Pristine Christine. Anyways, Uh,
1: the radio turns (laughs) on, though, and Dennis makes a hasty exit, and immediately after the window closes behind him, the radio stops.
0: So that was clearly Christine being like, get out of here, boy. Yes. Uh, Then we cut to the football game, and Dennis is tackling lads, getting tackled by lads.
1: Throwing some balls. I don't watch Catching some balls. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know. I have a vague concept that... Tackling guys, catching balls, and throwing balls are three different jobs that are not actually done by the same guys, but I don't know.
0: Why not have all your guys be good at all of them, so that way you could just have any guy anywhere doing any job?
1: I don't think that's how football works.
0: (laughs) I don't know anything about football. Anyways, so he is uh, footballing, he's footing that ball, and he sees Christine pull up, and he's like, oh, there's my buddy, my friend, he's come to watch me play the match, except it's not just Arnie. But Lee is with him. Yes. And they smoochin'.
1: Yes, that was Lee's date. And uh, the bullies from earlier, Buddy and Co., also see Christine pull up.
0: They're like, you're expelled, but you can still come to the football games.
1: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But Dennis is a little bit distracted by Lee and Arnie smoochin'. uh, And because he's distracted, he takes a bad, bad hit and is stretchered off the field. Yes,
0: he breaks his spine in fact, is, I believe, how it is. I
1: thought it was his leg.
0: No, because they mentioned that if it was a little bit higher, he would have been paralyzed. Well,
1: I, I interpreted that because he's got, like, the braces on his leg. I interpreted that as he broke his leg, but had the hit been higher, like, the hit would oh. have broken his...
0: Anyway, he he suffers a catastrophic injury. It's
1: It ends his career, for sure. Yeah. We know that. Yes. And uh, we pan to Christine with some ominous music.
0: Dun-dun-dun!
1: Later, Arnie arrives at the hospital... And he has brought with him a book of 5,000 dirty limericks yep. for Dennis to entertain himself and says he's been here three times, but Dennis has been asleep every time.
0: Yeah, and he they, they talk a little bit about Arnie and Lee, and we learn that they're going steady. Uh, and also that the only reason why Arnie's parents agreed to register Christine is because he threatened to drop out of school if they didn't.
1: Yeah, and Dennis is like, whoa.
0: Whoa, man. <laughs> that's
1: that's a bit wild for you, Arnie. And Arnie is like, yeah, I know. And he's like, anyways...
0: You want to hear something even more wild? Uh, As he's leaving the room, he turns back and he's like, Did you ever consider that part of being a parent is trying to kill your kids? And it pans to Dennis, laid out in this hospital bed, kind of high on whatever drugs, just staring at him like... What? <laughs> and then it pans back to Arnie and Arnie's like, anyway, see you around, and leaves. It's the world's
1: shortest <laughs> hospital visit after catastrophic career-ending injury I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that's good stuff. We go to the drive-in movies where Arnie and Lee are making out in Christine in the rain. Mm. And Arnie slips his hand in Lee's shirt... And she kisses him for like three more seconds, and then is like, I can't.
0: I can't. And she... Runs she, away. She leaves out in the rain, and Arnie's like, babe, wait, and goes out into the rain after her. And uh, when he finally catches up, he's like, what's up? We were it was so good. What's going on? And she's like, I can't. Not in that car. That car is evil.
1: Well, she doesn't say it's evil. He just, she just says that he loves the car more than he loves and her. And that she
0: hates Christine.
1: Does she hate Christine? Yeah, yet?
0: she hates Christine. Okay.
1: Anyways... Uh, Arnie convinces her to come back to the car because it's raining. We won't we won't have sex at this year' drive-in movie, but like, we can at least finish the movie and yeah. sit in the car. It's
0: chilly outside, so he climbs back into Christine, and but she's still kind of huffy, and so she smacks the seat and just kind of like, Ugh. and Arnie looks at her like, "Don't smack my car! Don't do it!"
1: And he laments that no one likes his car these days, and it's like I don't think it's the car so much as your obsessive need to prioritize the car there, but at this exact moment, one of the windshield wipers breaks, and Arnie steps out to fix it.
0: Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Lee takes a hamburger off the dashboard and unwraps it and starts munching on down, except uh, she forgets how to eat and starts choking.
1: Yes, so Arnie sees this and uh, tries to get in, but the door is locked, and also all the lights have come on. And the
0: radio is playing loud, and she's choking to death, and it, it's a big old bad time. Uh, Arnie's attempts to get into Christina are absolutely fruitless. However, a random sweatered man comes out of the mist and <laughs> managed, manages to open up Lee's door and get her out and give her the Heimrich maneuver and, and save her life.
1: And while he's doing this, so the whole time, Arnie is yelling for him to let her go. Yeah. Uh, and it's unclear if it's because he wants her to choke or because he thinks something else is happening. But uh, eventually she is okay and Arnie drives her home and she rushes off to the door and Arnie follows and is like, are you going to like be all right? And she's like, I'm not getting in that fucking car, bro. She's like,
0: fuck that car. Hate that car.
1: Yeah, and she starts talking about how it's weird that when she choked, the lights and the radio came on, which, like, honestly, yeah, Mm -hmm. that is weird. Mm -hmm. And Arnie, like, grabs her by, like, the scruff of her neck and is like... I think your complaints are just from being sexually frustrated, and then he's like, "Wow, that was wild. Don't know what came over me. Sorry."
0: Yeah, and uh, anyway, she's like, "Anyway, bu- bye." And <laughs> she she goes back into her house. Arnie gets back in Christine, and Christine won't start. And he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Like, it's, baby, baby, it's just you and me. Don't worry about it.
1: Everything is the same.
0: Everything's the same." And Christine like, "Oh, you flatterer. Fine. Broom.
1: <laughs> yes." And he heads back to the garage, and uh, the door opens, he pulls in, and we see Buddy and Co. run through the garage door and hide.
0: Sneak in, and uh, Arnie ends up leaving, uh, not realizing that they are there.
1: Yes, he closes the garage door, and then Buddy and Co. pull out bats and hammers. And we have the longest build-up to what is the most obvious scene ever. It's obvious they're going to total Christine, but like...
0: <laughs> they're like hitting the pavement.
1: Yeah, they're like... Woo!
0: Screaming like monkeys. You're
1: I like, don't <laughs> just hit the car, man. I'm
0: like, y'all crazy. Uh, they crazy all over Christine and uh, bust her up and really do it. They total the car.
1: Yeah, they cut up the leather. They smash everything. Uh, we find out later one of them shits on the dashboard.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the next day, uh, Arnie, who is still together with Lee somehow takes her back to the garage and they're talking about how maybe they should go to the same colleges next year
1: yes arnie specifically is suggesting this Mm -hmm. and he says you know i just have to get my wallet out of christine and then we'll go and it's kind of implied that they're not going to go in christine like he's trying to yeah play nice but he does have to get his wallet But he stops mid-sentence when he sees the absolute wreckage of his car.
0: Yes, and in his shock and awe and horror uh, at seeing his beloved vehicle so butchered, he ends up squeezing Lee's hands really hard uh, to the point where she's like, you're hurting me, let go. But uh, he doesn't seem to even register she's there and uh, moves forward.
1: Yes, and he's examining the damage and Lee goes to comfort him and then he just shoves her and starts yelling at her that "Like this is what she wanted. And then we go to dinner with his parents, Mm
0: -hmm. who are
1: like, wait, we're really sorry about the car, and he starts swearing at them too, so.
0: Yeah, well, and his parents specifically are like, we're sorry about your car, we've been thinking about it, and we're going to help you buy a new one. And he's like, that's what everybody fucking wants, is a new one. And he gets up and storms out, and his dad's like, hey, young man, you've been a real tool lately.
1: Which he kind of has been, to be
0: fair. To me and your mom. And uh, Arnie attacks him and ends up choking his dad for a little while before letting him go and then being like, I'm going to bed. And his dad just sits there kind of stunned.
1: Yes. We go back to the garage, and we can see the whole car is totaled, except for, like, one gear thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know car parts. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is shiny. Shiny. And Arnie, like, lays his head on the smashed hood and is like, It's okay. They can't hurt us anymore, Christine. (laughs) They can't hurt us.
0: But uh, then he walks a, a little ways away, but then turns back and says, Okay, show me. Well,
1: he hears rattling. Right. Specifically, and he turns around and sees the second of whatever the gears is is now fully beautiful again. And then he says, show me.
0: Show me. And before our very eyes, Christine the car repairs herself. And it's a pretty good effect.
1: Yeah, and in No Time Flat, the car is once again in perfect condition. And uh, I understand why 15% of the budget of this movie was cars, because, boy, howdy do they go through a lot of them.
0: Mm-hmm. They break Christine a lot, because now she can fix herself, which means... Woo!
1: <laughs> One of the bullies, Moochie, kind of the second-in-command, is walking alone at night when he hears a radio. He gets,
0: like, dropped off somewhere by our semi-truck. Yeah, I guess we don't know anything about his backstory. Maybe we don't know anything
1: about any of the bullets. Maybe that's his dad. I don't know.
0: That's his dad. So. Sure. So Moochie's dad, the semi-truck driver, <laughs> drops him off on a darkened street, and uh, he hears music coming. Some classic rock.
1: Yes, and he turns and sees Christine, whose lights come on and the engine... Ribs a little bit.
0: Yes, and uh, slowly pulls out of the parking garage where it is, and Moochie's like, "Well, that's weird."
1: He's like, "You're not, uh, you're not mad, Argya. You? You're not mad, Arnie." And uh, the car starts to run him down, and he starts to run away. Run away,
0: and uh, what ensues is a medium-length chase. Like this ain't no Texas Chainsaw Final Circuit.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's not a particularly long chase, but it does feel a little over long yeah. for the scene because yeah. it's like run through darkened road pant. oh no the car run, run. through darkened road pant. oh Can no I, the car climb
0: over a fence but he ends up going into an industrial park where he hops over a fence and Christine smashes through the fence um, and then eventually he gets down an alleyway Uh, that is too thin for Christine to fit. And he's like, gotcha, you can't get me in here, ha ha.
1: But he's also in a dead end, which we can see is not where he was hoping to be. And of all things, he pulls out a switchblade and is like... Come at me, car. Yeah, (laughs) and the car is like, don't mind if I do. And shears like the foot on each side off to push into this spot and crush him
0: yeah because christine doesn't care about damage anymore so just squishes the car in there and uh instead of climbing up and over the car to safety he's an idiot and just stands there screaming and And is uh rammed in half
1: yeah a week later at the hospital dennis wakes up to see arnie has brought him some beer remember those days when you could just show up with a six-pack of beer at the hospital and be like here bud
0: uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: but Arnie apparently hasn't visited in a while. And mm. we can see Dennis is quite disappointed about this. They're, like, supposed to be best friends. But Arnie has had, like, one five-minute visit in, like, a couple of weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dennis has been in here a while. But they, they talk for a little bit about Moochie's death how, like, neither of them feel particularly bad for him, but...
1: Well, it's more Arnie saying things like, don't feel bad about it, and Dennis is like, I guess? I guess he
0: was kind of a tool, I don't know.
1: Like, good to see you too, why are we only talking about Moochie? And after a whole minute-long visit of only talking about Moochie, Arnie is like, well, gotta go, enjoy your beer.
0: Later, man. So he leaves, and then we move to school, where Arnie is skipping out on the last portion of his day, Uh, to climb into Christine, and a man pulls up in a car and reveals himself to be a state police officer.
1: Junkins! Which is a great name.
0: (laughs) Junkins is a good name, you're right.
1: And uh, Junkins is like a nice car. Looks... Looks real good for a car that's just repaired. And Arnie was like, what do you mean? And he's like, everybody knows your car it was totaled.
0: I asked your girlfriend. Everybody in school knows. And your it mom. Was, it was, I asked your mom. And yeah, it was totaled, man. And you did a real good job fixing it up like this because it looks pristine.
1: <laughs> pristine,
0: Christine.
1: <laughs> and uh, Arnie is like, yeah, I just uh, just repaired the car real good. Like, you can see, here's where I filled it. And just, like, points to a random spot on the door. And Jonathan's is like, wow.
0: I can't see a thing. You did a really good job. Amazing.
1: Yes, and then uh, Arnie gets in the car and just like revs the engine while Junkins looks at him like, really? Really? And finally Arnie gets out and is like, what do you want? And Junkins is like, you know, didn't know you could buy this uh, particular red paint anymore. Arnie's like, yeah, I did. And Junkins is like, you got a receipt. And Arnie's like, no. I
0: threw it out. And then Arnie's like, get off my back, man. And Cop's like,
1: okay, all right, fine. Go in peace, brother. It is clear, though, that... uh,
0: He is a person of interest.
1: ...in Moochie's death. And it's sort of implied. Junkins is asking about the paint because they found paint where Moochie was from, like, shearing off half the car. But then they don't sell
0: the paint. Honestly, Junkins doesn't do very good police work in this movie, I must say.
1: No. Uh, That night, Lee gets a call from Arnie, who is at Darnell's. At the garage? And Arnie, in record time, confesses his love and then screams at her and calls her a fucking bitch and hangs up the phone.
0: Yeah, he does a complete 180 on her and Lee is just as emotionally whiplashed as we are and is like, okay, fuck you too, and hangs up on him.
1: We come back to her and she's actually crying, which is fair, honestly.
0: It's wild. Yeah, but then we join Buddy's gang out on the town doing rapscallion things. Getting a bottle of wine. Of all things. And
1: catcalling women.
0: Yeah, whistling at them uh and they get into buddy's car and are driving and drinking down the highway you know having a good time when suddenly some jerk pulls up behind them with high beams on
1: yeah and they slam on the brakes and we pan outside and see it is christine
0: christine
1: they try like backing up but christine backs up and they try going forward and christine goes forward so they pull into a gas station and like start pulling out like Baseball bats,
0: yeah, I think the uh the gas station clerk that's there is one of his gang buddies, like
1: goon number two
0: he's but it, he's like at his part-time job <laughs> and yes. so but anyways, yeah, they pull in the parking lot, and buddy's like some jerk has been following us like let's 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 rumble them
1: yes, and gets out of the car, and Christine appears moments later and takes out his car. He's like, bro, my car, and so Christine backs up. And then takes another run at it and uh, runs over one of the bullies and smashes into the car. And also one of the, like, gas pumps, spilling gas everywhere. Yeah,
0: fuel begins to leak absolutely everywhere.
1: So then there's a fire, of course, because there's gas everywhere.
0: Everywhere. And uh, the fire very quickly spreads to the entire gas station, and it explodes, killing goon number two.
1: And good number 1 if he wasn't already dead from being run over.
0: Yeah. I the point is they both dead and uh Christine is as well because Christine was in the fire as well and uh buddy's like, "Well, that was a crazy night." Anyway, but it turns out that Christine is not dead uh as she drives out of the flaming mass also very much on fire. It's and honestly
1: it's, a cool shot. It's
0: a really cool shot. It
1: must have taken a good stunt driver to be really on fire.
0: <laughs> to be to drive a car that is absolutely consumed. Engulfed. Yeah.
1: Yes, the gas station then, like, really, really explodes. And, uh, Christine's fender falls off as she chases Buddy. And it's unclear what happens to car parts that fall off of Christine.
0: Ah, who knows? They just, they return to the cosmos. Sure. Uh, At the garage. Well, specifically, Buddy is now running down the highway, uh, looking behind him, and we see flaming Christine is kind of toying with him, like definitely not going as fast as she could be. She's sort of moving at like a cool 40, k 40 kilometers.
1: The implication that humans can keep up a sprint of 40 kilometers an hour that long is...
0: But by, but anyway, <laughs> she doesn't speed him down. She actually very, very slowly runs him down and then just runs him over and leaves his charred burning corpse on the side of the road.
1: Yes, at the garage, uh, Darnell sees the door open and a still-smoking Christine pulls in. And he's like, wild, and goes to the office and calls a client and is like, so, uh, just calling about those car parts uh, that Arnie dropped off to you in my Cadillac? Yep, he's still there. Okay, great. Thanks.
0: So he's like, hmm, somebody's up to no good in that car that has been recently on fire. So he grabs his shotgun and moves to the stall to investigate and tries to open up the door, but it's hot, the handle, and so he grabs a cloth and And opens it up and before that
1: though the whole time he's calling for the driver to get out of the car it's important to note he does not just think it's a random magic car he thinks it's been stolen
0: yes uh but he ends up pulling it open and discovers that there's
1: nobody driving it Ah! and then apparently no longer concerned about the still smoking (laughs) car driven by no one he gets in and like gently pats the steering wheel yeah
0: he's like well while I'm here, may as well sit down. And so,
1: in the smoking In the car smoldering car. That no one was driving just now.
0: <laughs> and so he does and uh, starts to stroke the windshield when suddenly the radio turns on and the seat he's in moves violently forward. Crushing, and the door slams. And the door slams shut, uh, crushing him to death against the steering wheel.
1: Yes. It's not violent, though. It's like a slow, like, one notch at a time the car moves forward Yeah. the seat. Arnie arrives the next morning. And finds the police. The what are Popo. the police doing there? And he runs inside where Junkins would like a word. <laughs> and he's like, So, you uh you got a receipt for those parts unlike that paint? And Arnie is like, yeah I got a receipt, what about it? And Junkins is like, Well, you know, uh Darnell is dead in your front seat of your car and Arnie's like, What?
0: And he moves around to his stall, and we see that Christine is pristine once again.
1: And Junkins is like, also buddy, and all of his friends are dead. And Arnie is like, listen, I don't know what's going on. And Junkins is like, I have no evidence to the contrary, but there's a lot of deaths
0: around you, bud. I guess you're free to go in the meantime. And then we see uh, Lee calling Dennis and she asks him to come over because she's worried about no, Arnie. No, she's going to go over. Or, yeah, she's asking to come over, yeah, because Dennis got a broken leg. You so still got a leg brace. She, so she she wants to come over because she's worried about Arnie.
1: Yes, and Dennis tries to reassure her. He's like, I'm going to talk to Arnie tonight. It'll be fine. And Leah's like, I don't think you understand that there is a problem here that is beyond Arnie.
0: Yeah, and she says that she she's concerned about Christine specifically, and Dennis tells her that uh, LeBay told him That, about Christine's colorful past, and how a lot of people have died around her. Yes. And in her.
1: (laughs) As, uh, Lee is leaving, she sees Christine pulling up in front, so she, like, hides in a bush, and Arnie honks for Dennis, and then laughs at, like, his crutches, and then when Dennis says something, he's like, hey, my car is sensitive.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, uh, he calls it a rust bucket or something like that, and Arnie's like, watch what you call my car, and... He's like, okay, sorry, Christine, and he's like, good boy. That's weird. I'm like, ah, you're a weird fella now.
1: As uh, they drive, Arnie, in full greaser mode, is both drinking and driving, and speeding. Yes. So uh, at one point, he just straight shotguns a beer without even looking at the road while going like 100 miles an hour.
0: And then he dives off of their side of the highway into oncoming traffic and plays chicken with an oncoming car, who of course is like, what the hell, and jumps out of the way,
1: and this whole time they're having a conversation. Uh, and actually, before he jumps onto the other side of the road, Dennis is like, I'm concerned about you, Arnie. And Arnie is like, You're just jealous. And Dennis is like, Well, Lee is concerned about you. And Arnie goes on some weird trip about the power of love. And He's Dennis like, is lo- like,
0: Love eats everything. But if you feed it right, it can be a beautiful thing.
1: And Dennis is like, wow, didn't know you felt that way about Lean." And Arnie's like, lol, I mean Christine. Come I, on, buddy. I'm
0: talking about my car. And
1: then he goes the wrong way down the highway.
0: Yeah, and Dennis the entire time is having a small existential crisis in the passenger seat. He doesn't even seem particularly concerned about the chicken
1: Oh, I think he's particularly concerned. His expression to me is one of uh, yeah. particular concern.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I mean more like he's just generally concerned the whole time. There's no escalation of concern. That's because he
1: starts concerned and gets to panic about eight seconds into that car. So That's
0: true. That's true.
1: The following morning, uh, he goes to Arnie's house and carves Darnell's tonight.
0: It's actually in the school parking lot.
1: Is it the school parking it lot? It is the school
0: parking okay. lot. But anyways, yeah, so Dennis has carved this message into Christine's hood. Knowing, of course, that's gonna reach him and tick him off,
1: or at least Christine. Yeah, if nothing else. Yeah, but uh, it's unclear how sentient Christine is. There's clearly a level of sentience.
0: It's up to your interpretation, I suppose. But, anyways, so Dennis and Lee have a plan to destroy Christine because they think that if they destroy Christine, then maybe, maybe Arnie will be okay.
1: Yes. So they uh, sneak into Darnell's and hotwire a bulldozer,
0: which apparently Dennis knows how to do.
1: To be fair, I, my understanding is in the 80s, hot wiring a vehicle is not particularly not
0: difficult. Not as more difficult. Okay. You pretty much
1: just have to pull a panel off, pull out the two wires, and, like, touch them together. Well,
0: not only does Dennis know how to hot wire a bulldozer, he also knows how to drive it. And so, uh, he gets it prepared, and their, their plan is that when Christine arrives into the garage, Lee is going to shut the door on him, and then, uh, Dennis is gonna go ham on it with the bulldozer.
1: Yes, so Lee gets out of the bulldozer to go for the office, when we see... The trap has been reversed, nice. and Christine has been waiting under a pile of junk and starts to chase Lee.
0: Yeah, the headlights go off,
1: Beem! Lee climbs out of the way, uh, narrowly avoiding being hit by Christine, and she then falls and she's clearly a little hurt. But Christine starts coming around again just as Dennis starts up the bulldozer. Mm-hmm. So Christine tries to run down Lee and uh hits the bulldozer instead because Dennis has kind of moved up so the car can't actually hit Lee on the door exactly. And Christine tries to like drive around to the other side of the bulldozer but same thing so there's like a weird game of like keeping Lee safe by having a bulldozer in the way just between enough.
0: but uh as Christine backs away from the second attempt we hear Ernie who is inside uh scream like die you Shitters. Shitters. He calls
1: everyone shitters. Well, he
0: starts to anyways, and also uh, we learn that uh, Le, Le- Lebe's brother used to call people shitters. Yeah. Well, well, we had
1: learned that a while ago. I think we just didn't say. Right. It,
0: right. Yeah. But it's been like kind of a transferred. Yes. Thing over to him.
1: Anyways, Christine backs off, and they're like, "Huh. Well, then," but Christine starts to repair and drives again in perfect condition, just as the bulldozer backfires.
0: Yes, so suddenly Dennis can't defend Lee, who is once again chased around the garage. Uh, She manages to get into the office though, after Christine smashes into the office uh, wall. And uh, she climbs inside, and Christine backs up and comes to smash once more, and uh, Arnie is ejected from the windshield, through the windshield.
1: Yes, and grabs her uh, and quickly falls over. He's been impaled by a huge, huge chunk of glass, which he pulls out. Never do that. It's acting as a stopper. It's holding yep. your blood inside yep. you. Yeah. Leave
0: arrows or glass or nails or whatever inside.
1: Arnie does not do this, though, and then tenderly brushes Christine's gill, grill and dies. Yes. She's not a fish. She nope. doesn't have gills.
0: No. Nope. So that's R.I.P. Arnie. Uh Lee tells Dennis that Arnie is dead. And at this point, Christine's just, like, sitting there not doing anything. So she goes up to him with the bulldozer and is like, Arnie, Arnie's dead, man. Uh, but then Christine does start up and tries to back up into Lee missing.
1: And Dennis impales Christine with the bulldozer. And it becomes, like, a weird car boxing match where, like, Lee moves and Christine tries to hit her. And then Dennis, like, kind of bulldozes. And eventually Dennis actually gets the whole bulldozer... On top of
0: Christine. Christine,
1: which is still trying to drive towards Lee. Mm-hmm. But eventually the headlights die, and Lee climbs into the bulldozer, where Dennis comforts her.
0: Yes, yes. And uh, we skip to the next day. Well, We're... not quite, because oh. Christine starts to repair itself right.
1: and keeps getting run over. And eventually they seem to have like got the whole bulldozer on top of her. Yeah, and
0: just utterly squished the car into paste Yes. Uh, and then the next day, we see they didn't stop just there, but they have put Christine in a compactor, and she is now uh, a cube Cube of car junk.
1: Which, honestly, fair. And for some reason, it's Dennis Lee and Junkins yeah, and- who's watching them, and apparently <laughs> Junkins has just, like, oh, wild. Magic Evil Car! Magic Evil Car!
0: That'll be a weird paperwork to fill out, but okay!
1: (laughs) Totally unconcerned.
0: Uh, And they're looking at the cube, and we're clearly like, it's over. But then suddenly, classic rock starts playing. Dun
1: dun dun!
0: But it is revealed to be a scrapyard hand carrying a boombox on his shoulder.
1: Yes, and Lee is like, I hate rock and roll. Uh, And then we zoom in on the cube, and one of the might have been a bit of a fender? I don't know. One of
0: the metal pieces moves a little bit.
1: Yes. And then that's it. That's th- the film.
0: And then we get Finn. That's As it.
1: Bad to the Bone starts playing Ba-ba-ba again.
0: Bad to the bone. So that was Christine. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about the car killing people. <laughs> uh, so now is the part of the episode where we are going to assign the movie some ratings. So, Vicky, scale of 1 to 10. How well made was Christine?
1: Like an 8 the the practical effects are really really good um i understand why 15% of the movie's budget was cars they must have bought every 1957 red plymouth in america mm-hmm. they squish a lot of them but yeah i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with an 8
0: yep uh, i'm going to give it a 9 just because uh i do love the effects quite a lot there's quite a few good shots as well some of the writing is a little bit weird but eh c'est la vie Specifically, the uh, Christine repairing herself, being that that's practical, and like the fire stuff is all practical, so it just looked good as heck. So I'm gonna give it a nine. Uh, so now on a scale of one to ten, how much did you enjoy it?
1: Probably like a seven. It was, it was fun. It was sort of wild. Like, yeah, that is a movie about a car killing people. I guess all right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so for me, I would probably give it a six. I I don't find the concept. Particularly, like, I'm, n- I'm never on the edge of my seat while I'm watching it. But it is a classic, uh, so I don't mind watching it every now and then again. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid 6. So, now on a scale of 1 to 10, how scary was it? Like a 2.
1: It's it's not... The kills are just, like, at best, a horrified face as you get hit by a car. Like, there's not really anything graphic. Um, there's no, like, jump scares. There's nothing really, like, terrifying. It's not... Unless you have a particular fear of a car coming to life and killing you.
0: Or like if you've been in a bad accident. And, yeah, maybe yeah. like maybe
1: if you've been in an accident, but like uh, two.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a one just because, yeah, I don't find the concept scary at all. It's not scary. It's not scary. But anyway, so that was Christine. If you would like to tell us what you thought of this episode and tell us what your favorite car is, then you can contact us at the following.
1: Scaredypodcats on Twitter and Instagram. Get it? Because we're a podcast with cats. So funny. We have some quality content on there, and you can talk to us if you like. Uh, You can also reach us at Gmail, uh, scaredycatsthepodcast at gmail.com. We don't check that as often, but we do check it. And uh, you can also join us next time When we reverse the roles, and I know things and Tom doesn't, (gasps) woohoo, it's always so fun, and we're going to watch the original The Wolfman. Oh! I'm looking forward to it. Are you? I am. You excited for that old-timey horror goodness? I
0: love our old horror movie covers. Uh, anyway, join us then. In the meantime, I am Thomas J. Soppet. And
1: I'm your co-host Vicky
0: Sutman. Thank you for listening. Be cool to each other.